Welcome to the first ever first. Monster and Sea podcast. I'm Mike Ferrari along with the founder of Monster and Sea, Troy Neviker. Troy, Good we morning. talk a lot. Now we have microphones on. We get to do this for everybody to listen to. It's it's kind of it's kind of surreal. This is uh, <laughs> this is a really cool part of um, a long journey. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I'm I'm excited about sort of this next chapter and and where it goes. I know when it comes to podcasts, a lot of what we want to do is we have those ways of, of getting out to people by way of messages and all the Instagram and Facebook and things like that. But this is really a chance for folks to hear about Monster and Sea and how it came about. And we're sitting here uh, on the week of the 24, which is a really, a, a, I would say, uh, one of the pillars of Mountain and uh, uh, Monster and Sea's existence. And here we go, year five. Tell me how it all started, and, and how did we get to this point? You know, this has been uh, um, uh, this has been a highlight, <laughs> definitely a highlight of, of, of my life, and, uh, um, and I, don't, I definitely don't say that lightly because mm-hmm. it came from um, a low light. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in 2013, uh, my wife Angie um, she got breast cancer, mm-hmm. and then right on the heels of, of that, when we were getting ready to celebrate victory or or you know being done with treatment she was diagnosed with lymphoma mm-hmm. so we had sort of a double dose of cancer and that's terrifying right it's, it's super scary um, it was you know obviously terrifying for her and then you know as a family when you got you know you've got young kids and just trying to figure it all out and then cancer enters enters into that uh, equation it's you don't know what to do right and I know the water is kind of a refuge for you, and, and it definitely is a place to to go where you can think. I know personally when I go out on my board, I have the no phone rule. I don't care if there's pictures or not. I just don't want to have to talk to anybody sometimes. Sometimes you go with a friend, you can talk. What what did the water mean to you, and then how did Monster and Sea come from that? Well, the water was uh, a place of sort of peace mm-hmm. for me. Um, going through, you know, going through everything trying to deal with all the emotions that come with that, I found quiet mm-hmm. um, on the water. And so being able to paddle and get that out, be it sitting and crying, mm-hmm. be it paddling and screaming, or, you know, and working out aggressions, it just, it just all, that was the place to do it. And one morning, sitting, you know, sitting up on my board, I was just looking around after a particularly difficult conversation with the doctors and things like that you know, a lot of big words and yeah scary words and I mean you know you've heard them mm-hmm. and I want to be able to figure out a way to give back and because families and you know, families struggle with this I'm not the only family right and you know we were if there was a family that was set up to deal with it we were mm-hmm. strong strong friends strong communities uh, strong job at the time just everything all the all the right components and still the the mountain of fear and uncertainty um, was hard to deal with right and so that 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 moment was like I got to do something right got to do something different I got to do something to help and that's where Monster and Sea came from and we sit here talking because of the 24 Um, a friend of mine was doing a story on you and I was going through a particularly difficult time when my wife was diagnosed. And she's like, you need to talk to this guy, Troy. He is the nicest guy ever. So ironically enough, I call you when I'm over water on the 520 bridge. 
And that was our first conversation. And, it, and folks, it was like I, I was talking to my long-lost brother. I mean, it was like instantly the connection in regards to just the dude that you are. But more so, you know, we, we both were guys that wanted to kind of fight back a little bit because of my wife's diagnosis of breast cancer. Guys don't talk. A lot of guys, guys don't, don't do talk. that. <laughs> so we, we encourage you. We're going to get this email thing up and rolling. If you have a question, we'll, we'll be point blank. And I know you have been a, a very big uh, source of strength for me because you've been through it. We've been able to talk about things. And then you got me involved with the 24. And it's pretty wild that here you are, you're five. And it's progressed quite, quite a bit. Yeah. But tell me about year one. How, how did that happen in the original six and the guys that got going to, I know Seattle is 24, but Troy, you're, you're in what, 40 cities now, in, including Kauai, because I, I listened to Dylan Frost's podcast. I would always said Kauai, but it's Kauai. I got to say it right. And, and, and the Cayman Islands. So, I, I mean, you, you started six dudes and, and then now it's this. And now it's this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, um, it was it was sort of like the um, it was like our first conversation. Right. Um, paddling. Pa- there's a there's an an unreal community mm-hmm. that, unreal. that that surrounds paddling. People people with huge hearts and um, really open open and willingness to to say yes to stuff. Right. And in a positive way. When I was thinking about the twenty four, I was like. Originally with Monster and Sea, it was, oh, man, I'm going to sell T-shirts and hats and sure. hoodies and make a difference. And I love the logo. Yeah. It's fantastic. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but the that's a really long road. Sure. Starting an apparel brand. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. The, 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 the not, I don't want to say failure, but the, the, the rate of success versus the rate of not success sure. is, is huge. Right. And the ability to help on a big scale, it was a really long road. Mm-hmm. So the idea of the twenty four was, man, let's let's tap into this community that is like none I've ever been part of before, right? And see if we can't get us going. And so it, you know, it started with five emails. I mean, I can't send an email to myself. I could, right? But, you know, um, started, <laughs> I've done that. I know, <laughs> proofread it. You know, yeah. um, but it started with five emails to uh, Bo Whitehead, mm-hmm. uh, Rennick. Spencer, mm-hmm. and then Grayson, and Aaron. Mm-hmm. And at the and, you know at the time, man, I look back at the pictures. Aaron was, uh, Aaron and Grayson. <laughs> Grayson was just a wee one, a little dude, yeah, yeah just a little yeah. dude. And uh, um, it was really really cool. But five emails went out, five yeses came back. Right. And the thought was, well, let's do a twenty four hour relay paddle. You know, I don't I don't really want to paddle twenty four hours by myself. Right. And that's kind of the point. It's like this relay paddle was set up to um, sort of mimic, in a small way, what you need to succeed and feel um, feel feel like you can do it mm-hmm. with cancer. Right. You know, you're set up with a team. You're set up with a community. You're surrounded by people who are encouraging you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's very similar to what what happens when you're going through cancer. Is people people surround you and you know they surround you with love and encouragement and support and when you're tired they pick you up right and so same principle with the 24 is you know 24 hours 24 hours is hard mm-hmm. 
it's not a race. It's not a, um, you know, you're not out there to grind yourself into oblivion. Right. You're there to succeed. And you're there to make sure that at 3 a.m., your paddle partner is up with you. Mm-hmm. And you're there to encourage each other. And that's, that is the, I think that's the sort of the key to succeeding in cancer as well, is being surrounded by that. Yeah, I know last year was really cool. I got to connect with a lot of people on the water, and a lot of people go through different things. There's something therapeutic about being on the water, your ability to talk. Um, and we did it last year. On, From what I understand, the, the wettest April 14th in the history of April 14th since they keep track, which led me to a question that I asked you prior to that. Troy, why don't we do this in July or August when it's nice here? And you said... It's hard. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't want it to be easy. You don't want no. it, because that's what cancer is. It arrives unexpectedly, and it challenges you, and it really, it, it, it sucks. And so you wanted folks to feel... Want to feel something. Right. And, and that, you know, and now that we do, you know, we do it in April, and, and now that it's grown, there's... There's some really warm places that are doing it. Right. You know, yeah. Kauai, uh, Cayman Islands, <laughs> Newport, I mean, all those guys. But, the, you know, the, the, the cool thing is, is that that 24-hour pie is the same for everybody. Right. You know, 2 a.m. is 2 a.m. Any way you look at it. Any way you look at it. And your body, your body revolts. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, listen, I'm supposed to be sleeping right now. I'm supposed to be counting sheep or doing, you know, doing whatever it is, dreaming of unicorns. And you're waking me up to go paddle. Right. And uh, so it's, you know, it's uh, it's hard all the way around. And like last year, oh my goodness, it was the wettest day on record in the state of Washington uh, <laughs> it was since, the, since the dawn of time. Yeah. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that, that that's the case. Oh, brutal. And, um, I, you know, I felt bad because, you know, I prone paddle. And yeah. so I'm in a wetsuit. Sure. And I'm, I'm wet anyway. And I, I felt bad for people who are standing up and who are on the, in the OC, you know, just getting pummeled by yeah. water. <laughs> and that was, that was probably the, the rough part because, I, you know, there was that, and if, and I kind of speak to some of the first timers, is that you, there's that excitement. And you get there and you're starting early and you go out as a group. And that's, that's amazing. We, I know we had the, the Hawaiian blessing as we oh, went yeah. up the cut. And we actually had some sunshine in that first hour. Which, Briefly. Which, yeah, which <laughs> went away. And then the whole day, and then you see the veterans that ch- are chilling right away. Like, people know this is a, a grind. And I don't sleep much just because of my job. But the hours for me, which I remember, were between 1 and 7. Yeah. And that's when your body's, like, shutting down. I mean, yep. I, I was shivering before getting into my wetsuit 1.5 <laughs> type of deal. Like, before I even got it on, I'm, like, shaking. And that's that's the hard part because your body wants to be sleeping. And, hey, 3 a.m., let's go yeah. paddleboard. Yeah. But the thing that got me through, I know we did it with uh, Tron. My friend was in my group. And I, I know um, uh, her partner was going through a rough time. And, man, did they not fuel me. And, and we we could see Q a couple times and we walked by, or, or sorry, paddled by. Yeah. And I mean, just that connection to the water, to life, to what was going on. And no matter how tired or wet or cold you are, nothing compares to the struggle of what a cancer patient goes through or chemo or, you know, just mentally too, the challenges that exist. Yeah. Nothing, nothing. It's, uh, um, the first year, 
the first year we uh, when you talk you know you talk about the, the the veterans versus kind of the first time right uh, when we did it the first year you, know, you write it out on paper and you're like no problem yeah this is this is okay <laughs> and uh, you know we were we were skating in the parking lot our first year was at Urban Surf right. so Robin was nice enough to uh, open the doors to us and let us sort of kind of take over yeah and, um, and we I mean we were skating out front running around and talking to people and doing all that and you know you go and you paddle and you come back and You'd run around, and I mean, I shoot. I even think Rennick did some. You know, he he worked out a little bit, did some push-ups, stuff like that. And, uh, Crazy Rennick. <laughs> yeah, I know. Love that guy. And um, and then it starts to creep on you. Right. And about four o'clock, you can sort of see people's faces change a little bit. Like, yes, like, exactly. Ooh, ooh, we're ooh. This is a long haul. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be in this for a bit. Yeah. And um, so that first year, that first year learning definitely led to when you're not paddling you're chilling mm -hmm. because you know, again on paper it looks pretty simple right exactly on the schedule on yep. the schedule you're like ah oh, no problem but then it then it does it start, it kind of catches you off guard a little bit and you have to get into that reliance on your paddle buddy mm -hmm. and your team and the energy and encouragement that you get from the community it, it's just there's kind of no way around it and it's raining today as we record this, and I'm really hoping it gets it out of its system before we hit the water on, please, on Saturday. Please, <laughs> But what we do, and and we speak to all the 24 teams across the, the country and the world now, and I'd love to see a team in London at some point. I think we got potential there, and we have to have the, dispense some lieutenants to go ahead and coordinate those efforts. <laughs> but I, I think it the cool thing is, and something that, that's pretty... Um, you, that you see a lot on, on your Instagram uh, is the envelope and the concept you came up with, which is the end end result of, of really what this is about. And can you talk about the black slashed envelope and just w what goes into that and then how really that's the second half of the journey of the, of the 24th? Definitely. That, that, uh, I mean, that's the, that's the primary reason we're doing all this. Um, you know, being able to use, uh, the health that we have and uh, um, our ability to get out and go uh, to help others. I think that's the that's the key component that you know the the paddle could go away. Right. The but being able to help others and give back is is the only way to go. Um, the slash people ask about that. Yeah. And uh, in in surfing, a slash is a hard cutback. It's a, it's, a, mm -hmm. it's, it's a huge move to change direction, and that was sort of the the thinking in that you know that kind of that, that bold move that I'm I'm going a different direction was sort of the it with cancer right and depending on how you deal with um, you know the diagnosis and the you know the shock of that there's lots of studies and lots of people say. I'm not going to give in to that diagnosis. Right. I'm not going to let it rule my life. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go a different direction, and I'm going to charge. And that's where that's where the slash came from. Awesome. It's like, it's like got to do that. And so the slash is on every envelope. It's a very simple graphic. Um, it's easily identifiable. It's just it's you know it's bold. Mm -hmm. um, and what we do is we paddle 
We encourage the community to help us with a dollar, five dollars, ten bucks. Anything helps. Anything helps. All adds up. It all adds up. And that's that's the power of community. Right. And then what we do is we take the, the sum total, we chop it up into a thousand dollar increments, mm-hmm. stuff it in envelopes, and make sure that it lands in the hands of families who need it. Right. Um, it's not so much money that people are overwhelmed, and it's not so little money that it doesn't feel like people are paying attention. Right. And that the, those those funds are used for a chance to be normal mm-hmm. as a family, a chance to uh, you know feel like it felt before you were diagnosed with cancer. Right. You know, a, a, an opportunity to go buy some pizza, uh, pay for a babysitter, um, an extra tank of gas, uh, a bill that might show up unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. And lots of those happen. And lots of those happen. And r- really, I mean, just a the, the biggest feedback that, that we've gotten over the, over the course of the years, and we've handed out a lot of envelopes now, mm-hmm. is, man, that, that money was super helpful. Right. But I can't believe that strangers mm-hmm. are thinking about me. Yeah. And that, I mean, when you read that, when you read the, when you mm-hmm. read the notes and you, you, you hear the comments and come back and, you know, somebody says, I can't believe that strangers are willing to do this for me yeah dude that's powerful it's it's awesome and when you see you know you look through through the um social media feeds you see the the team down in san diego and i say rightsville beach because i used to live there but all that money stays in those communities which is really cool so if you're donating that that stays right there that's going to help your people right right there which is awesome and I said to you one time, I'm like, how, how do we figure out, like, who gets envelopes? And he's looking at me like, Mike, one in three people has cancer. They're not hard to find. Right. And I've been pretty overwhelmed by the amount of people that when you start opening yourself up to, hey, being aware of everyone who's struggling, there's so many people that need help. Like, we, we are doing this and we're growing this because the numbers are, are massive. And you go deliver that envelope, and it, like you said, people suddenly realize complete strangers care. But those envelope deliveries are not easy. No. And I know you've uh, carried the brunt of that load for a while. And I've been fortunate enough to go with you on, on a couple and, and make make one myself, I know. And that's very trying. But that, that feeling, when I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome when you mm-hmm. sit there and tell people about how this whole thing started. Um, I know one case in particular was was pretty rough back in December, but to a man, the strength that you have to go into these situations is pretty awesome, and the fact that we're in year five of helping and just getting bigger is is incredible. But what is the what what does that drop off mean to you when when, when you are in that moment? Like, are, are you feeling the sum of the of the work and and everything? What what goes through you at that time? Because it's a very heavy emotional time which I and I know anybody out there that's done it yeah envelope drop yeah. has felt it yeah it is it is super emotional it um it varies from you know sliding an envelope under the door mm-hmm. uh to being invited into people's homes and the the crazy thing now is you know like you've you've participated in it mm-hmm. um all the teams across yeah you know now we're up to 40 cities um, people have participated in the same thing. 
and there it is it's super heavy but the I don't know the the the, the joy and reward that comes from being a messenger mm-hmm. so it's not you know it's not me going out and doing this right. or it's not you know it's not um, John in um, in Wrightsville going out and doing it right it's the community going out and handing these out right you know and and I think that that sort of thing sort of helps with the the personal weight um, I'm not gonna lie I've, I've sat in many a driveway uh, bawling mm-hmm. afterward sure um, because you know you see the gravity of a situation and you, you can't help but you can't help but kind of soak some of that in it's uh it's pretty amazing the the, the work that you do and the, the fact that that people care um, so much and it just keeps growing it's awesome I'm really looking forward to, to this year's 24 um, because I get to see a lot of my friends and we get an excuse to go paddleboard <laughs> all day long on the water all day long <laughs> I gotta tell people too the coolest thing is are you with Rennick again this year? Yep. So Troy and Rennick, they wear the wetsuits. They're on the prone boards. I call them the surf ninjas because you'll be out there in the middle of the night and you're going, all of a sudden these dudes come flying by in their black wetsuits. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, shoom. And last year we got, we saw the, was it like beavers up in the mountain? Lake the nutria. Cut? The nutria. Man, Ugh. they're nasty. Super nasty. Gosh, they just come at you and like weird things happen. At, like giant rat at, cats. Yeah, two, <laughs> two in the morning. But but here we go, it's year five, and I know I, I have a bunch of race shirts and some different things I've done, but there is no shirt that means more to me than my 24 shirt. And I, I even uh, was texting with, with Dylan in Kauai about this. I was like, there's no other shirt you earn more than that one, I feel. Yeah. And what, what, and that, that's not a thing you sell. Like no. you got you got to do it to get one of those, you yeah. know? And you're, yeah. and you're part of that giving team by wearing one of those definitely yeah it's uh i love i love that yeah it's awesome i love it i love seeing you know um i'm fortunate enough to have all you know all the colors all five all five (laughs) and uh i I love seeing people um, cherish those you know and wear them not not like stick them in a frame and put them on the wall or do anything like that. Right. Like they are meant to be worn. Yeah. I mean, my hope, my hope is, is that if you have a 24 Jersey, it is your most worn, <laughs> uh, abused, um, loved, right. You know, paddle Jersey you have. Um, because the, the, the thing, you know, when we talk about health, like go because you can is a huge, sure. is a huge component of this. And, you know, as athletes, as paddlers, as people who get out and sort of enjoy life, no matter what the, what the weather brings. <laughs> right. Um, can't stop us. Yeah, you can't stop us. <laughs> right. The, uh, uh, when your health is removed from you, you're not concerned about podiums, ribbons, times, nothing. All you want to do is get on your board, right. pick up your paddle, strap on your shoes, throw your leg over your bike, whatever that thing is that makes you light up. Mm-hmm. You want to do that with your friends and your family. Right. And so, go because you can is sort of that rallying cry, that 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 thing that says, "Come on, man, let's let's go, let's, right? Let's get after it." Yeah. And uh, it's it's been amazing to see how that's been adopted. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And that's going to be the basis of this podcast as as we go forward. It might be week to week. It might be every other week. But we're going to um, talk about that 
and we're going to introduce you to some some of our friends and people we know that get after it. And so go because you can is going to be the basis of what we do here. Because Troy, there's there's nothing like I know when 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 my wife went through all of her treatment and surgeries is that collectively, you know, we paddleboard as a family and we said, you know what, we're just going to put the boards up and get through this. You know, it was for that moment that we were like, you know, when next time we get out, out there is when you're going to be ready to go. And and that really hits home. And that Because that was in the middle of the summer for us. And it did end in August, finally, where we went back out. And there's no feeling better when you suddenly can't do something. And then you can. And you just need to appreciate those moments. And that's, that's what we're going to be talking a lot about. And I know people are going to be suffering across the 40 cities and yeah. wherever. Yeah. But you can do this because no matter how hard it is for you, just think of what someone's going through in that hospital bed, taking chemo, going through surgeries. It's freaking rough. And that's that's the fuel. That's all you need, right, to, to get through this. That is all you need. Absolutely. You need, you know, you need, just think about that. Right. Think about that for sure. So on Saturday... Um, Across the country, forty you know forty cities across the United States, Canada, Kauai, uh, right. Cayman Islands, um, people are going to be doing the same thing on the same day. Right, we're going to be out paddling, we're going to be out going because we can to help others, and dang it, it feels good to be surrounded by this community. Right, and so, as you as you say, we're going to meet Saturday. What do we got to do? Boards up, let's go. There you have it. There it is, our first Monster and Sea podcast. For Troy, I'm Mike. We'll see you next time. Well, welcome to podcast number two. Mike Frey along with Troy Nebaker. Troy, how you doing, man? I'm feeling great. We're, uh, we're deep in the 24 right now. Right. And um, it's, it's awesome. This is uh, during the 24. We're at the Pocock Rowing Center in Seattle. We've had some pretty stiff wind. Uh, it's been a lot of fun though, and we actually saw some sun it this afternoon. It was insane, awesome. And you had the session that the sun really came out. How was that? It was. It was actually surprising. We were all kind of wondering, like, what what is that giant orb in the sky, <laughs> and uh, where did it come from? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, now now we're now we're halfway through. Right, and so, every and it's dark. Everybody across the country came into Hawaii, got their red shirts the hats we've seen pictures on facebook and instagram and all over the place and it seems like the the 24 is just doing what it's supposed to be doing and creating awareness helping families and getting a lot of our friends on the water yeah 100 percent. and you know like looking through the through the feed through instagram and facebook and it's just this, this giant sea of red mm-hmm. uh red and smiles and um, stoke and people are right. you know people are really talking about like you know, we're able. We're going to be able to help seven families this year. So they're, you know, they've set goals and have blown past their goals. It's it's pretty amazing. It's pretty cool. I know one thing that we adore is the paddle community here in Seattle. It's it's incredible, and our community grew this summer when we had an event and and we had a guy that just showed up and it was pretty awesome. Uh, Mark Stevenson's his name, and Mark was going through a lot of stuff at the time. And we were glad to see him at our Standard for the Cure event. We'd had a top pot race we did before. Yep. And it, it was just awesome. And we're sitting with Mark right now here at the 24. He's been proning. He's been on his stand-up battle in the wind. Mark, welcome. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. 
Is this all you thought it would be? It's it's all I thought and more. Mm -hmm. It's it's uh, been uh, an honor to be here, and I just the vibe is so amazing. I can't, I, I can't even articulate right. kind of how great it is. I know you inspire us, and Troy, he's in your group. What's it been like just out there paddling with Mark? Well, I mean, you talked about like earlier, you know, earlier in the year with uh, the Top Pot race, and you know, um, showing up in a big old monster smile, and um, you know, I, one of my favorite pictures of summer is from is of Mark finishing that Top Pot race, and it's uh, um, I don't know, there's a there's a there's a definite joy uh, in my friend's face. And it's really cool, Mark. What what got you through? I mean, cancer comes. Where I, I, Troy and I talk about it. We've been through it. Our, our wives have both battled breast cancer. But I know we're all one crappy call from the doctor away from just a life changing moment. What what got you through? How did you deal with it? When did you when were you able to absorb you know your diagnosis? And then what was your attitude as as you combated cancer? Those are those are big questions. They are big <laughs> questions, yes, sir. <laughs> um, it's a roller coaster, you know. It, so prior to my diagnosis, I was uh, training. I, I was had my eyes set on the seventy forty eight and some other things. Uh, so I was spending a good deal of time on the water. I actually had some pretty good fitness, and then it all changed with. You know, my wife found a lump, and next thing you know, I am one of those rare cases of men with breast cancer. And it didn't totally sink in, and at every step, it was worse than they originally thought, which, so it steadily got worse. Um, but what I, but through it, especially, so I, I had surgery, and then I was six weeks at home, out of, out of work. Uh, and what got me through that time was people visiting, just the community, and, but I really yearned to be back on the water, and I, I couldn't, and I couldn't do these things, so I was doing a lot of web searching, and, and it seems like every you know, road I took down the web, like about paddling and cancer, it all came back to Troy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and it kept coming back over and over again and I started reading more about it and I was like you know this is something that I want to be part of you know I want to do something uh, uh, better for the world or not the world but you know uh, to help and that's what motivated me to come out to the top pot and I was pretty nervous coming out um, to just say hey <laughs> My name's Mark. I have cancer. Let's <laughs> don't treat me any different, right? right. Um, but really, community got me through, and I mean, it was it's it still is hard. It's hard every day, you know. I mean, your wives probably know it, you know. Yeah. Uh, you, Troy, had this quote on one of the podcasts about swimming to the bottom of a pool and screaming, and cancer is super super lonely, like. Uh, I could sit in uh, a room with all my friends or go hang out and they're all having a good time and, and yet I, I just felt super alone, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm dealing with something that 
you just can't understand um, unless you or somebody really close is, is dealing with the same thing. So the more, uh, you know, I reached out and, and I've been super transparent about what's been going on with me from day one. I didn't want to carry around a secret bag, right? I, I just wanted to, like, this is it. Don't treat me any different. We're going to, like, you know, not looking for sympathy or anything, just... Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people can, um, a lot of people hold it in. Right. You know, and there, there's, there's sort of two... You two choices. What what made you choose the? I'm I'm gonna kind of let it out, like you said, not kind of hold that bag. You know, I, it, it just seemed. I guess it started with um, when I told my boss at work, uh, and I didn't know how that was gonna go, and it was unbelievable the overwhelming support I got. Uh, my last day of work, so I got diagnosed. And literally a week later, I was having surgery. I mean, it was Man. so quick. Wow. Um, everybody on my team at work like came together, and they got me all these gifts. They called them the anti-boredom gifts while I was six weeks at home, right? And then they randomly stopped by my house. And, and then uh, people in my community that I really didn't know that well are suddenly stopping by to cut my lawn or to do other stuff. It's just like, you know, why keep this inside, right? I, I think given the opportunity, people would show up. Yeah. And what's interesting is somebody else I was working with at the time actually got diagnosed the same week I did. And they chose a different path. And uh, as far as they, they kept it close, and, and I honored uh, that, you know, they entrusted me with it because they knew I was going through it too. Um, but I still think that there was a, that they missed out on some of, you know, the great things that, you know, people show up with. Right. When you showed up that, that night in August and you said you were a little nervous, I, I think anybody would be kind of walking into that situation. I know when I first met Troy and all these great dudes that he hangs out with and, and paddlers in that community, and then kind of starting to integrating yourself into that. Were you prepared for the community and, and, and just the open arms you, you had? Because it, it blew us away, man. It was just awesome having you there. You know, I, I didn't know what to expect, you know. You know, I, I was nervous. I didn't want anybody to think that I was angling for an envelope or any of these other things, that I was there for anything other than I love the water, I love the paddle. There's this group of people that love to paddle also, and they happen to do things that help families with cancer. Hey, this seems like something I would like to be a part of. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really know what to expect. You know, I didn't know, you know, is the, is the ticket full, right? Like, oh, sorry, there's not room for you. Like, what would it be like? But no, I was blown away. Like, drove home with tears, right? Like, yeah. I, 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 you know, I, you know, tear up now. I, it's just, it's been amazing. Um, you know, this is the crappiest and best thing that's ever happened to me, right? <laughs> At the same time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, know so. how that feels, for sure. Right. So. For sure. And, uh, yeah. But like I said, like, the, the thing that got me through was, you know, community and friends. Um, and then being really honest with myself and the people around me with, you know, 
what I needed and how I felt and, you know, what I was and wasn't capable of. And then also making sure that being outside, like I had to reset my expectations of what it meant to, you know, be active and be outside. I think I was telling you earlier, I made this pact with myself. The chemo was on the fourth floor and I was like, I will never take the elevator. And I walked ever I walked those stairs every week for I guess five months. And wow. towards the end I would have to rest like halfway up each flight. So like four flights I had to rest like eight times just to make it to the top. But I felt that as soon as I took the elevator I'd given up. And I wasn't right. I, I didn't want to give up. I think maybe one thing that Troy and I are definitely aware of is, you know, it, the, the bomb goes off, so to speak, with a diagnosis. And there are some families or, or partners that crumble and run and can't handle it. And there are those that stick together and just fight through it. And here you and Heather are, your wife, doing the 24. And this is a grind. But what does it mean to you to have her with you? Oh, it's, it's so fantastic. You know, she, she was so great through all of it, um, just that support. So there were things I didn't know how to deal with, um, a lot of the mental pieces. I've never had any issues with anxiety or depression, and suddenly I did, and I didn't know what to do. You know, we have two kids, so an 11 and an 8-year-old, and my 11-year-old, especially my son, uh, it took it really hard and we had a lot of issues he was really really angry and at the same time he used to come in I would drop him off at school and he'd look at me and the last thing he'd give me a pick up and say please don't die right and I'd say like so then I'd cry I was going to say what do you say to that you know yeah you know, I, like wow, man. I'm doing my best <laughs> not to die <laughs> like it's not in my plans. Um, uh, you know, I made it a point to always be very honest with both of them, though, about what this meant and what the possible outcomes were, because the last thing I wanted was, God forbid, the worst does happen, and mm-hmm. now they're angry at me for lying to them about what was gonna, what could possibly happen. But uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's okay, man. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, rem- I remember we, we were paddling on Lake Sammamish, and you told me that story. And uh, um, it was, you know, your, your kids, your family, or your life, right? Right. And it's sort of that same, that same principle where you talked about uh, keeping it in the bag versus letting it out. I think your kids, when they see, when they see their parents going through difficult times and you share it with them, there's a, um, I don't know, there's a strength that comes from that where, you know, it's, a, it's an honesty from mom and dad and, and the kids see that and it, 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 they respect it, you know, and they honor that and they're like, my parents are human and uh, man, I love them even more, right. you know. Yeah, we worked through a lot of those things and we did uh, we did family counseling which was actually super helpful there's there is a great program called climb that's for families uh, dealing with cancer that is focused on children um, and how to deal with it 
Um, I thought that was that was super helpful. But but yeah, I think the honesty about across the board was yeah just. I told Troy. I think I already told you the story about this guy. I knew him. His daughter goes to school with my daughter. I knew him a little bit, but he he was going to come by and cut my lawn. He shows up at the door, and you know, and I was I was really bummed. I, I mean, it's just. I mean, you can understand, right? Sure, yeah, I, I mean, I just I was terribly lonely. Nobody was at home. And he was like, hey, I'm here to cut your lawn. And I was like, you want to just hang out, right? Like, just sit on the back porch and look at the birds or, you know, whatever. Like, my lawn can be, like, I don't care about my lawn, right? right. So he comes in. He's like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. So this guy... Turns out, like, he's amazing, and we've become good friends. He was wow. the one I was with on that body surfing trip. Yeah. Um, but he was a surf, surf photographer, film guy for a long time. He's been to Indonesia. He's been, like, he knows everybody, and just, I would have never known that, sure. right? He would have just been another dad whose daughter goes to school with my daughter. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, just... One more friend in the in the community. Yeah, it, it's absolutely amazing what you don't know about people, and it's how you thing. learn when you open yourself up, and that's what you've done through this process. Because we've gotten to know you, we sure do like you, yeah, and, we're, like and we're glad you're here. <laughs> how, how has this changed your outlook on things? The the birds. Do you appreciate things a little more? Because I don't think you were a guy that didn't appreciate things before. It didn't seem it doesn't seem like that. You know, it's funny, the Troy's slogan, you know, go because you can, like mm -hmm. it that always kind of uh, resonated with me. However, I didn't take I took my health for granted. And mm -hmm. Sometimes I wouldn't go, even though I've never paddled or ridden my bike or done something and come back and go, man, I wish I hadn't done that, right? right? No, mm -hmm. not once. Yet, you're sitting there and you're like, oh, I got, got a grocery store, I got to pick up the kids, right? Like, oh, I'll just skip it today. I don't do that anymore. It just, I'll find the time uh, to make sure I can. Um, you know, th that, I mean... I don't waste my time too much these days on things that are dumb, I guess. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> to put it bluntly. Yeah. I mean, my first day back at work, um, and luckily they like me there too, because um, uh, I was in this meeting and it was worthless. It was a complaining session. I was like, yeah, I don't need this. I got better things to do. And I got up and walked out. And apparently I made a statement because... It came back to me later that people were asking, like, what, you know, what was going on? And I was like, it was a waste of our time. I had better things to do, right? And, uh, and I, I, I'd like to think in a small way that I initiated some change mm -hmm. um, with that. But it wasn't on purpose. It was just, it was totally a selfish thing. Right. I was like, yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. That is <laughs> absolutely okay. <laughs> absolutely okay. I think, uh, um, I think one of my one of my very favorite. Well, aside from that photo at the end of the top pot race, is uh, and I, and it's on my favorites on my Instagram. Is the your video that you sent from body surfing? Oh, that was such a wonderful day. Oh man, like the 
it was, it was like I was trying to find words like how to describe that because there was just that it, it embodied this idea the idea of go because you can and the joy of being in the water and that's like, like we, you and I have talked about it. it's like well I'm not feeling strong enough to surf but man I got a hand plane and I'm gonna get in the water and I'm gonna use that I'm gonna use whatever tool I've got to participate and that video to me was just like that's it. That's that's the magic right there. That was, uh, yeah. I mean, I can't even just. It's funny. I mean, I've, I've done a bunch of stuff in my life, right? I've raced tons of races. The one that always sticks out there was that top pot race. Like I've surfed a lot, and that the day body surfing with my buddy Dave, who I met mm-hmm. after having cancer, and. Uh, like, I felt crappy on the drive out, but I was determined. And then we got there, and the surf was terrible, but, uh, but it's just, you know, the, being in the ocean, and it just, it was just amazing. Uh, yeah, if I could bottle that, that feeling, yeah. it was pretty great. I couldn't even contain, I mean, the video shows it, I couldn't contain myself. I was so happy. It was the purest <laughs> form of joy that I've seen in a long time. Well, it's I, I, fun. I, I know it, it seems to that after a diagnosis, you go through treatment, you go through surgeries, you're back up doing those things that you used to do. Everybody kind of wants to put in a little box and say, oh, you're good. It doesn't happen like that, though. The fight continues, and you have to just stay steady what what has that part been like for you being a cancer survivor but also knowing that you know what folks this this isn't an easy piece everything i've been through that has been a hard part because yeah like we have this great community and they watched me go through all the treatment and then they had a party for me in november when treatment was over which i appreciated it was great but you know i had to you know Forgive me for not jumping for joy, right? <laughs> like, right. I just, it's, uh, it's been described uh, as like PTSD. Mm-hmm. Right? And you just, yeah, I mean, I think about it all the time, multiple times a day. You know, I'm terrified it's going to come back. I, I can't get over that. I have anxiety, like all these things. And it's all stems from just this one thing that I'm trying to, Understand, and I see a uh, cancer survivor person, counselor, mm-hmm. I guess, that they assign me. And she tells me that it will pass, that it's super normal, but it doesn't make it any easier while right. it's not passing. Um, well, it's crazy, like, as a, um, you know, when, when Angie go, going through that, you know, she'd sneeze, and, like, the hair on my neck would stand up. Or she'd be like, I have an ache or a pain that before it was kind of like, yeah, whatever, you know, right. no big deal. But now, I mean, you're hyper aware of any little thing. Yeah, oh, totally. Just two weeks ago, my I was having this joint pain in my finger, which normally I would have been like, ah, you know, put a little bit of electrician's tape on it and move on, right? Yeah. Um, I went to the doctor and I made them x-ray me. 
Because <laughs> he was like, it's just a tendon thing. I was like, I, I really need this x-ray. <laughs> and, and he looked at me, and then I told him, I was like, you know, I stubbed my toe right now, and I think I have cancer. And he, he, was, he was great. Like, he was like, I get it. Let's just x-ray it. And he did, and it's fine. But still, but that's, yeah, absolutely. that's the mindset. Yes. What, what? So what, uh, um, what brought you here? To the 24? Yeah. Your invite. <laughs> no, I, I mean, when I came that August day, I already knew about the 24. Like, I knew a lot. I had written probably a half dozen emails that yeah. I never sent, um, trying to figure out, like, does he want a random email from some random guy who says, hey, <laughs> look at me, I got cancer. But, uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> um, so that's what I wanted. Like, I was like, I think, I believe that although my story I don't think is necessarily remarkable, I, I think people have done more amazing things. I, I found that talking to people who had gone through it was really helpful and I really, you know, it gave comfort. And so I just, I think I can add some value. I, I think you definitely have, and we're glad to have you here. This has been a lot of fun, but this is, well, we still got a good chunk of time to go, <laughs> about 12 hours of the yeah. 2012, 11, 12 hours. So we're going to keep grinding it out. I know we appreciate you're here, and we look forward to doing some more of these podcasts as we continue to, to grow our friendship as well as our community and and really what we do around here. So th thank you so much, Mark. Yeah, thank, thank you. I appreciate everything. It's uh, the warmth I felt and the acceptance into the community has it's been truly remarkable. And yeah, I just, I'm super touched. Sometimes you lose words. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's maybe you know, maybe it's maybe it's a little bit of uh, uh, midway fatigue, of, you know, because we're we we were halfway through uh, our 24 right now. But um, man, I'm going to be thinking a lot about what you just said over the next the next five paddles. And uh, you know, I hope that uh, I hope that people people out there, you know, really hear this and and listen listen closely. Listen closely so they can offer words of encouragement to friends and loved ones that, you know, might be going through the same thing. And uh, thanks, man. Thank um, you. Thank you. I mean, it's, you've inspired me to do things that I probably wouldn't have done a year ago um, before cancer. So it, it feels good to do that. We're in the club because I, too, have been inspired by Troy <laughs> to places that I've never thought I would go, and it's been absolutely awesome. Troy, thank you. Thank you. As always, we'll thank just keep you. the podcast coming because there are some great stories to tell and some awesome people like Mark out there that just, uh, you know, we need to know. We, we need to connect, and that's just part of what we need to do as human beings. And maybe maybe not look down at our phones so much. Maybe look around the world that's around us and, and connect with somebody and offer somebody a compliment once in a while. Ask them for a conversation. Uh, there's a lot out there that we can do as human beings just to, to help this world. And I know that's what the 24 is about. That's what we're doing. So Absolutely. Thanks for having us here, Troy. Thanks for starting this. It's, it's pretty incredible. Um, love you, brother. We'll be back 
Maybe next week? <laughs> Soon enough. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be back so. next week. We'll be back next week. We'll be back next Good week. Good enough. So okay. until next time, for Troy, I'm Mike. We're out.